Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen joining you. This week, we have seen a flurry of political glad-handing on an international level. President Obama has been on a whirlwind tour visiting a G20 summit in London, a NATO summit in Strasbourg, France, hopping over to Germany, a meeting with the Turkish parliament, and a quick jump over to Iraq to visit the American troops. This week on the Bible in the News, we intend to follow Obama on his journey, as at each juncture he has been unveiling his policies. During this week, we have witnessed that Obama is possessed with the frog spirit demons of the French Revolution, while in Strasbourg, he had the following to say when addressing the French. For all our differences, there are certain values that bind us together and reveal our common humanity. The universal longing to live a life free from fear and free from want, a life marked by dignity and respect and simple justice. Our two republics were founded in service of these ideals. In America, it is written into our founding documents as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In France, liberté. Absolutely. Egalité, fraternité. Our moral authority is derived from the fact that generations of our citizens have fought and bled to uphold these values in our nations and others. Obama is espousing the doctrine of liberty, egality, fraternity, known to us as liberty, equality, and fraternity. It should not surprise us, as it was France who gave the Statue of Liberty to America to celebrate their successful revolution against the British. The Book of Revelation reveals the role of the frog spirits during the sixth vial in the time of the end. We read, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Revelation 16, verses 13 to 14. With the doctrine of French philosophers, which inspired the original founding fathers to revolution, still running thick in the veins of Democrats like Obama, we should expect his policies to be those which would gather the nations of the whole world to the battle of God Almighty. Whether he realizes it or not, he will be a willing participant with the frog spirits, which gathered them together to a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon, Revelation 16, verse 16. So let us examine the policies he has been revealing and see if our expectations come true. One of the striking messages Obama has delivered in Europe is the support for the European Union. The Bible clearly speaks of the coming together of the fractured nations of Europe into a cohesive unit that will eventually make war with the Messiah of Israel as he establishes the kingdom of God on earth centered in Jerusalem. We read in Revelation 17, verses 12 to 14, The ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. While speaking in Strasbourg, he commented on Europe's past. He related the revolutionary spirit to the creation of the European Union. It is a revolutionary world that we live in. And history shows us that we can do 
improbable, sometimes impossible things. We stand here in a city that used to stand at the center of European conflict, only now it is the center of European Union. We did that together. Now we must not give up on one another. We must renew this relationship for a new generation, in a new century. We must hold firm to our common values, hold firm to our faith in one another. Together, I am confident that we can achieve the promise of a new day. Now, we take for granted the peace of a Europe that's united, but for centuries, Strasbourg has been attacked and occupied and claimed by the warring nations of this continent. Now, today in this city, the presence of the European Parliament and the Council of Europe stand as symbols of a Europe that is united, peaceful, and free. Now, we, we take this peace and prosperity for granted, but this destination was not easily reached, nor was it predestined. The buildings that are now living monuments to European union, unity were not drawn from simple blueprints. They were born out of the blood of the first half of the 20th century and the resolve of the second. Men and women had to have the imagination to see a better future and the courage to reach for it. Europeans and Americans had to have the sense of common purpose to join one another and the patience and the persistence to see a long twilight struggle through. Now, we would obviously take issue with the notion that the creation of the European Union was not predestined. We have just read in the scriptures that state otherwise. However, Obama supports the humanistic achievements to build the edifice of Europe, founded on the principles of the French Revolution. He looks to give Europe a place in the world he believes it deserves, and the Bible states it will take. In recent years, we've allowed our alliance to drift. I know that there have been honest disagreements over policy, but we also know that there's something more that has crept into our relationship. In America, there's a failure to appreciate Europe's leading role in the world. Instead of celebrating your dynamic union and seeking to partner with you to meet common challenges, there have been times where America has shown arrogance and been dismissive, even derisive. But in Europe, there is an anti-Americanism that is at once casual, but can also be insidious. Instead of recognizing the good that America so often does in the world. There have been times where Europeans choose to blame America for much of what's bad. On both sides of the Atlantic, these attitudes have become all too common. They are not wise. They do not represent the truth. They threaten to widen the divide across the Atlantic and leave us both more isolated. NATO is beginning to come apart, the seams, due to fundamental differences in how Europe and the West view the world. The Bible does not speak of an East-West hostility, but rather Daniel speaks in chapter 11 about a king of the North and a king of the South, who will be operating in hostility at the time of the end. We read, At the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots and horsemen, with many ships, and he shall enter into the countries, and shall overflow and pass over. Daniel 11 verse 40. 
We know that Europe and America will become more isolated from one another in the time of the end. But the efforts of Obama to give Europe its proper place in the world will further bolster the image and status of the European Union, moving it forward to the role described for it in the Bible. The Bible clearly paints the picture in Ezekiel 38 and chapter 11 of Daniel of a military alliance that sees Russia, Germany, France, and the other nations of continental Europe combined in a military force. We read in Ezekiel 38 of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, the Russian confederacy, allied with Gomer and all his bands. Historically, according to Josephus and Herodotus, the Gomeric bands include France and Germany. These nations gain or gather under the influence of the frog spirits to the Battle of Armageddon. During his visit to France, Obama gave a joint press conference with French President Nicolas Sarkozy. A question was asked about Russia's place in European defense. A question to both presidents. Would you agree to have the Russians join a European defense system? And are you expecting the Russians really to exert tough pressures upon Iran to stop their military nuclear program? Obama waffled a little on his answer. I had a terrific meeting a bilateral meeting during the summit with uh, President Medvedev. I think there is a great potential to improve U.S.-Russian relations. I think that it is important for NATO allies to engage Russia and to recognize that they have legitimate interests. In some cases, we've got common interests, but we also have some core disagreements. I do believe that the United States and Russia, the Europeans uh, and the United States all have an interest in preventing Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon and that there should be a mechanism that respects Iran's sovereignty and allows them to develop uh, peaceful uh, nuclear energy but draws a clear line that we cannot have a nuclear arms race in the Middle East. Obama would believe it is possible for Iran to have a peaceful nuclear energy program, just not nuclear weapons. On both counts of Russia and Iran, Obama is ignorant of the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reading Matthew 7, verses 17 to 20, Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. James poses the question when he writes, Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water as bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? Either a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. James 3 verses 11 to 12. Apparently, President Obama's ignorance of the scriptures is, being, is helping to shape his foreign policy. It is a good thing that ultimately the Lord is in control. Sarkozy, in response to the same question, was a little bit more revealing. Oh, très simplement, Very simply, I have always said to President Medvedev that the days of the USSR are over, que le mur de Berlin était tombé. that the Berlin Wall had come down, de la Russie, y avait that Iran and Russia, there were no satellites, and that he needed to respect cela. that. Mais en même temps, 
Avec les problèmes qu'il y a le monde dans, dans le monde aujourd'hui, on va pas réinventer la guerre froide. Donc c'est une très heureuse nouvelle, la proposition du président Obama d'une nouvelle discussion avec le président Medvedev, d'un nouvel accord entre la Russie et les États-Unis. On n'a pas besoin d'une nouvelle guerre froide. On a besoin de rassemblement dans le monde, on a besoin d'unité dans le monde, et on a besoin que la Russie prenne ses responsabilités parce que c'est un grand pays pour nous aider à trouver une solution à la crise iranienne. L'OTAN s'est pas fait contre la Russie. Le pacte de Varsovie s'est terminé. On veut travailler avec tous ceux qui veulent travailler avec nous, honnêtement, pour faire un espace de sécurité, et je l'espère demain pour l'Europe, un espace économique commun entre la Russie et l'Europe. Sarkozy has a false sense of security regarding Russia, and he is welcoming Russia to work together and unite in shouldering its responsibilities. And he is looking for a security zone between Europe and Russia with economic benefits. The scriptures paint a picture of Europe being confederate with Russia, but also with Turkey. Daniel 2 paints a picture of a confederacy of Nebuchadnezzar's image standing up together to oppose the kingdom of God. Ezekiel depicts the grand invasion of the land of Israel in the latter day being inclusive of Turkey. We read in Ezekiel 38 verse 6 of Gomer and Togarma. Gomer is the ancient name of Galatia or Asia Minor, modern Turkey, whose bands migrated west according to Josephus. Togarma is the area of modern Turkey which spills over into Armenia and Georgia. So this region is to be confederate with the west and the invaders of the time of the end. While addressing the Turkish Parliament, Obama gave his support to Turkey joining the European Union. So let me be clear. The United States strongly supports Turkey's bid to become a member of the European Union. We speak... We speak not as members of the EU, but as close friends of both Turkey and Europe. Turkey has been a resolute ally and a responsible partner in transatlantic and European institutions. Turkey is bound to Europe by more than the bridges over the bus forest. Centuries of shared history, culture, and commerce bring you together. Europe gains by the diversity of ethnicity, tradition, and faith. It is not diminished by it. And Turkish membership would broaden and strengthen Europe's foundation once more. Again, Obama is unwittingly supporting the work of the angels in preparing the chessboard for the last round. He seems completely ignorant of world history, save and except when it relates to America itself. He sees the great edifice of Babylon being constructed in Europe as the solution to the world's problems, undoing the work of all the Almighty in preventing man from rising up against him since the time of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. Obama's views on Islam are also of great interest, especially as it will color relations with Israel. In Strasbourg, Obama stated, I've sent a clear message to the leaders and peoples of Iran that while we have real differences, we also have mutual interests and we seek new engagement based on mutual respect. And it is in that spirit that America and Europe must reach out to the vast majority of Muslims in our nations and in all nations who seek only hope of peace and partnership 
and the opportunity of a better life. Blinded with humanism, Obama does not see that there is no mutual respect with certain nations. Israel pulled out of Gush Katif based on this policy of mutual respect. The Palestinian population has not upheld their end of the bargain to allow Israel to live in peace, but has used this area as a staging ground for missile attacks against the civilian population. Flash is never satisfied. This policy of reaching out to Muslims spells disaster for Israel, save and except that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. Daniel 4.17 It certainly paints a clear picture of the new administration's position on Israel. While in Turkey, Obama addressed the Turkish parliament, stating, In the Middle East, we share the goal of a lasting peace between Israel and its neighbors. Now let me be clear, the United States strongly supports the goal of two states, Israel and Palestine, living side by side in peace and security. That is a goal shared by Palestinians, Israelis, and people of goodwill around the world. That is a goal that the parties agreed to in the roadmap and at Annapolis. That is a goal that I will actively pursue as President of the United States. We know the road ahead will be difficult. Both Israelis and Palestinians must take steps that are necessary to build confidence and trust. Both Israelis and Palestinians. Both must live up to the commitments they have made. Both, both must overcome long-standing passions and the politics of the moment to make progress towards a secure and lasting peace. The United States and Turkey can help the Palestinians and Israelis make this journey. Like the United States, Turkey has been a friend and partner in Israel's quest for security. And like the United States, you seek a future of opportunity and statehood for the Palestinians. So now, working together, we must not give in to pessimism and mistrust. We must pursue every opportunity for progress, as you've done by supporting negotiations between Syria and Israel. We must extend a hand to those Palestinians who are in need while helping them strengthen their own institutions. Now, we must reject the use of terror and recognize that Israel's security concerns are legitimate. There can be no doubt now that the two-state solution is America's sole platform. Again, blinded by the humanistic notion of man ba being basically good, Obama wants to see mutual respect and is putting his confidence in the Palestinians to do the right thing, forgetting that the collective will of the Palestinian people elected a terrorist organization, Hamas, to government. So much for man's propensity for good. Obama stated during a town hall meeting with the Turkish youth, in the Muslim world, this notion that somehow uh, everything is the fault of the Israelis lacks balance because there's two sides to every question. That doesn't mean that sometimes one side is, uh, has done something wrong and should not uh, be condemned, but it does mean there's always two sides to an issue. I say the same thing to my Jewish friends which is you have to see the perspective of the Palestinians. You know, learning to stand in somebody else's shoes, to see through their eyes, uh, that's how peace begins. If a Jew were to look at the Middle East through Muslim eyes, he would not see the state of Israel at all, as we noted when visiting England in the past. The Muslim map does not include two states, just one, Palestine. 
Even with all this humanistic rhetoric floating around, the European Union is also considering diplomatic sanctions against Israel. A German magazine reported Luxembourg's foreign minister, Jean Asselborn, has proposed cancelling the planned participation of Israeli diplomats in a number of EU meetings. Asselborn said that future or further diplomatic preferential treatment cannot happen without conditions. The new Israeli government, he explained, must prove through its actions that it will accept a Palestinian state. So Israel has a two-state solution gun held firmly to its head by both America and Europe. It would appear it will be on a rocky road for some time to come, especially with its allies linking up with its enemies to force it into an impossible solution. America should reflect on the history of Britain who tried to ally herself to the Arab states to secure her oil supplies during and after World War II. She tried to play both sides of the conflict in the Middle East. God promised to Abraham in Genesis 12 verse 3 that I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. When Britain turned against Israel she lost her empire. America has been trying to follow Britain's footsteps, trying to appease the Arab or Muslim states. Perhaps this little economic earthquake may remind America of the role the scriptures have in store for her yet as the protector of Israel in the time of the end. The purpose of God will be moved ahead. We read in Isaiah 55 verse 11, My word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Tune in next week as we continue to watch the Bible in the news.